you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from the ChrisVossShow.com. Makes it official. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We certainly appreciate you being here and being a part of the show, as always. For 15 years, we bring you the CEOs, the billionaires, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the astronauts, the government officials, all the wonderful, brilliant minds who put all this stuff down on paper, write these amazing books, and share with you the stories of your life, of their lifetime that you can share for your lifetime. As always, I say, stories are the owner's manual to life, and that is the beauty of all the great stories we share with you on the Chris Voss Show and the wonderful guests that come on. So if I go through every one of these shows, folks. We've done close to 2,000 shows now. We've been doing this for 15 years. There isn't a show I go by where I learn something new, where I gain an epiphany, where I'm able to look at something from a different perspective. And if you're not experiencing that same thing, either you're a whole lot smarter than the rest of us, or uh, maybe you're just not listening hard enough. But as always, we ask you, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. On LinkedIn, subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 LinkedIn group, and also Chris Voss one on the tickety talkity. We have an amazing gentleman on the show today, and he's going to be talking about entrepreneurism and how he built what he builds as America's simplest business. Personally, I thought it was OnlyFans, but evidently it's not. Brian Winch joins us on the show today. He is the owner and author and creator of Clean Lots, as once again, billed as America's simplest business. We're going to be talking to him about what went into that and how he built it. You can find his book that came out August 3rd, 2018, Clean Lots, America's Simplest Business, a parking lot litter removal business that you can be proud of. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for coming, Brian. So tell us about what you've done here. You, you basically grew a simple environmental cleanup service from a side hustle in 1981 into a six-figure business of over 40-plus years, and you can teach people how to make money from green service that's almost as easy as going for a walk. So give us your .com and then tell us the overview, what's inside the book. The book? details my 40 plus years experience starting and operating this simple green service based mm -hmm. from home. I started with very little money, a high school education and no special skills. And uh, mm -hmm. about four years into the business, I got the idea, you know, why not share this with other people looking for a simple business opportunity? I'll be the first to admit it's not the most glamorous business out there, but you know, it, it, it appeals to a lot of people that like to get outdoors, do something different, you know, get, get paid for going for walks, you know, like I like to say. And maybe introverts or the, the night owls or the early birds that like to go out and, and get the work done and, and then uh, have the rest of the day to do as they please. There you go. I wonder if this could help maybe help homeless people and people that are struggling financially. You know, we, we kind of have a lot of that going on in, around the nation and people living in RVs and, and financially. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I, I've seen in, in various cities, including my, my own city, 
you know, something similar set up where they, they're, they're to clean up litter, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, like the downtown business association. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, does that. And so, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of spreads throughout uh, the country. Yeah, I mean, you'd think it would be a smart way to not only, you know, help keep the city clean, you know, and, and these folks are sadly already on the streets, but maybe it could give them a boost up. It could give them a way to pay for rents, rentals, um, you know, maybe put them in communities and stuff. And since they're, you know, they're they're working and, and doing stuff and it's 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 not a it's a, it's technically not a business you require a lot of inventory for is that correct exactly you know the tools we use are just simple but unique hand tools that you can pick up mm-hmm. from a cleaning supply store so it makes it easy almost as easy as just you know walking up to an item and and, and cleaning it up there's no no touching any of the uh, litter material that you're cleaning up and you know you can get in and out of there but outside of you know a couple of hand tools um, you, you need just a vehicle to drive you from job site to job site and most people start out like I did just with the their the, the vehicle that they have you, you don't need to go out and buy a special truck or or a vehicle dedicated uh, or you know no special heavy equipment necessary to start this uh, service you know like litter pickup is a service best performed on foot where you know you you uh, walk the entire exterior property of a commercial property and clean up litter material from the sidewalks parking lots surrounding landscape and it's done after hours before the business is open so you can clearly yeah. see and clean all all the mat- litter material there you go. So what does Clean Lots do, your company? Is that just specifically your company? Do you franchise out? How does that work? Uh, you know, I looked at franchising, but it's such a simple opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I decided just to, you know, share it in a book. And it's more of an operations manual, you know, quite frankly. It's mm-hmm. not, you get more than just a book. It's pretty detailed, concisely written. There's various other business building products that I have on my website. And then I also offer free support or free coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people take me up on it and I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Uh, I get a kick out of helping people, you know, become successful uh, in this business. And it's one way of giving back to a business that uh, is provided very well for me and my family for the last 40 years. There you go. You grew it into a six-figure business. So I imagine you approach commercial centers, set up contracts with them to do the cleanup and all that stuff? Yeah, we uh, our prospects or or customers are property management companies. We don't mm-hmm. we don't work for the individual businesses that make up each uh, uh, commercial property. So you know we just contact them and uh, and you know pitch our our service uh, and and I, I tell everyone to sell the benefits. You know mm-hmm. nobody likes to be sold anything, but uh, you know we, we explain we can give them a cleaner, litter free property for less money, and you know. Of course, property managers who wouldn't want to know how they can accomplish that. They're always looking for the best service for the best price, and and then we provide extra value. You know, anybody can be, can clean. What makes our business model successful, uh, other than the the way we operate, is the additional value we provide. So I'll give you an example of that. We could be out cleaning and we noticed maybe the building was hit with fresh graffiti or somebody's dumped off a mattress and a TV at the back of the building. We just take a picture of that and uh, with our phone, send that to our, our customer the, the next day, first thing in the morning. And they appreciate us being an extra set of eyes for them. And it's one way we make their jobs easier. So, you know, if you remember that, you know, you've got customers for, for life or you know, for decades. 
There you go. But yeah, I mean, you set up a contract. I mean, we you know, we've run brick and mortar contract businesses with companies, and if you do a good job, and you're kind of with our company it was an overnight courier express, and we had mailboxes everywhere for the people on site, or we had keys to their office, and so we call ourselves the great invisible business or great invisible courier because we just show up in the middle of the night, pick up what they wanted to ship. Many times, you know, they were they you know they missed FedEx, they missed UPS cutoffs, but we had a system. Where they could get stuff late at night, and so we call ourselves a great in, uh, invisible courier. And we had customers for over a decade, probably still would, if we hadn't moved on to another state. But the the invisible nature of what we did, you know, we didn't really have to interact with them much. There were some some of our clients who never had seen us for thirteen years because. <laughs> just show up in the middle of the night and do the stuff and we just <laughs> did it like clockwork and they're like i don't know every night when we show up it's done so and then the nice thing is, yeah. is you know maybe if you don't get along with with others or if you kind of have that entrepreneurial slant it's kind of nice to run your own business where you're not having to work with a bunch of other people all day long you know i mean between picking up trash and sometimes having some trashy people in your office i probably just want to be on the street <laughs> taking a <up> trash. <laughs> That's right. You nailed it. And you know, we you know, we, we go do the work, you know, you know, we're not dealing with people. We're out in the the morning hours where most of the pay people are still sleeping. So uh, we can get around the city very easily and and uh, you know it, it's great like I tell people it's great for introverts. Just just show up, do the work. And you know, you know we, you know, it's not like our phone is ringing off the hook. You're, you know, running a retail business during the day and you've got people coming in and out of your shop. You know, the only time you're communicating with your customers is, it's like I say, uh, and when you're communicating these issues such as graffiti or, you know, broken glass or something like that. And in most cases, it's just done by email. You know, I mean, I, I've got some mm -hmm. customers where uh, I've never met them. You know, I, we've just communicated with them, uh, you know, either by text or, or by phone or, or email. And then we used to have a thing with our mortgage company where we would have, or a current company, we we had a lot of mortgage companies where the when whenever the agent we were dealing with at the company, he or she would usually leave and go to another company, and usually they kind of do the same sort of thing. They call us up and be like, "Hey, you know, we used you over there. Can we use you over here?" And so I imagine it's kind of the same way in that business where you can get pretty good referrals and. You know, if you, I suppose if you land a big enough contract for a large enough thing and stuff. On uh, Amazon, it shows the book is priced at $113. Um, is that is that correct? And is that because you're selling the business blueprint? Brian? Yeah. yeah well, it, it's, it's, there's two. There is the hard copy for $89.95. Oh, is there? Okay. And then there's the... And, like, you know, you could get the book on all the online bookstores, including Amazon, but also... No, the paperback is for seventy nine ninety five on our oh. website, and you know, and eighty nine ninety five is the hard copy. And then, like I mentioned, there's like there's d different bundle packages if people want to get the the explainer video series, the the business documents, which which is a simple mm -hmm. zip drive. There's various products, but I tell people basically, if you're tight for strapped for cash, all you need really to get started is, is one version or the other of the book. There you go. And so, yeah, I see it here now. The Kindle version is separate. It's 79 bucks right now. People can get it. Or it sounds like the best place for them to get it is on your website. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, Clean Lots. You know, this this God, this could solve so many problems with homelessness and people that are broke. And, and you can really turn this into a six-figure business, huh? 
Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 I decided to sell it in a book and, and, and keep it as affordable as I can. I'm not, I'm not making six-figure income from selling books. You sure, know, it's man. a little bit of extra money for, to help build the retirement account. I still clean parking lots. I think I always will. It's, it's such easy work. I've scaled back my hours. And, you know, people can do that themselves if, you know, if they're working for themselves. It's really up to you. So that's the benefit of it, of it not being a franchise. I'm not telling people mm. how they have to operate, how many hours they need to work in what territory they must operate in. Just keep it nice and simple. And, and you know, like I, I was thinking about other people you know, like just like me, you know, there's a lot of people out there that didn't go to college, you know, mm-hmm. but they'd like to make some extra money for themselves, whether it be as a permanent side hustle or build it into a full-time six-figure business. You know, the choice is yours. Yeah, and and I imagine it's it's not too too complicated. I mean, you you don't have to learn computers so much. You don't have to have anything extensive for starting a business. I mean, it's literally go out, knock on some doors, offer to help people. You know, I mean, you can definitely find who needs help because if you go to their commercial property and see there's trash everywhere. And, you know, I know some, let me ask you this. I know some companies, they have those big machines that come out now and try and suck up all the trash, but it seems like a lot of stuff still blows in the fence and outer areas. So how do you sell it as being better than, you know, those big machines or compliment to them? You know, ours is a different service where, you know, uh, we're not providing any sweeping or like where you've got the street sweepers that come in. Of course, they can only maneuver uh, where they can drive, you know, like on the parking lots. Uh, but we provide a, an entire or a thorough, you know, exterior property litter cleanup where we walk the sidewalks, the parking lots, surrounding landscape. And we, we don't go in there once a week. It, it's the whole point is to make maintain these properties litter free so it takes literally the time it takes almost you know to walk the properties so you know the depending on this the sizes it could be a small a medium or a large property it you know we could be in and out of there in you know 10 minutes 20 minutes 45 minutes maybe maybe an hour and a half depending on the size there you go and i imagine i mean even like abandoned commercial properties they they don't want them to look that blighted right so they probably hire out to have People clean that as well, right? To maintain the properties. Uh, if not, the, the city oftentimes will send them notices, mm-hmm. the bylaw officers, and give them, you know, 48 hours to clean up the property or else the city will go in and clean it up for them and then build them on their property taxes. So, you know, the, you know, it's not a hard sell. Property owners, property management companies recognize the need to maintain their properties. And, and to, you know, to be honest, the, you know, the first thing when you pull into a parking lot, you're going to notice, you know, how much litter is on the property before you even enter the buildings, you know, to sure. see how clean the janitorial janitors are, are keeping the buildings clean. So, so nobody likes to see uh, an unsightly litter-free property, whether it be the, the property management company, the businesses located in it, or the, the community or the, you know, the shoppers. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, and especially after COVID, you know, you know, we, 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 a lot of people are pointing out like, you know, who are these people that are just discarding their, their masks in parking lots outside grocery stores? Yeah, that for was going on a lot. And so, yeah. So, you know, so property managers, you know, thought, okay, well, we, we have to make sure that, you know, this service is, is being done. Otherwise, you know, these, these people are going to shop elsewhere. Yeah, that that was going a lot during COVID. I would see so many masks just dropped on the ground in the parking lot. It was freaking insane. I was just like, is this for real? And it was unfortunate. So with marketing, do you just 
knock on doors, call people, maybe send them emails through, you know, websites and stuff like that? Is how do you, how do you usually do the marketing for something like this? If you want to tease that out, maybe it's it's pretty easy. You just you do an online search. You know, various search terms property management companies or real estate management oh, companies a management. list of property management companies yeah. and then you know i tell people it's best to compile your own list it's more up to date you know mm-hmm. and and then just start contacting these people and you know your whole point is not to sell them anything from that initial phone call or communication it's to find out who the decision maker is and then you want to share information with them you know you keep it brief you know we can give you a cleaner litter free property for less money we'd love to share more information as to how we can do that you know and uh, it just starts the conversation going and the ultimate goal is to get a a couple of addresses or you know sites to go out and take a look Mm -hmm. at where you can get back to them with pricing there you go and you know it's it's it it's a it sounds like a great business you can work your own hours i used to love our courier company when i when we started you know we were working 18 hours a day doing it ourselves and i used to love it because the the hours between when the business closed and when it opens is when we could do our work and there was you know a whole system that we had but the beauty of it was is if we were running late or there was some sort of issue or maybe if i wanted to start later as long as i could hit my mark of when we were done with everything by the time the business opened it gave us a lot of play to to where we could you know we didn't feel like we were like oh god we got to be there at this time and you know you just you're you're dealing with that rigmarole of of just timelines etc etc i suppose if you have a big enough business you know you're on a timeline system but you know you kind of have a little bit of freedom because you're in the middle of night no one's watching you you can you can kind of go about your own business you can probably dress like you like i guess depending upon the weather but for the most part you're not having to wear a suit and tie i suppose to go out and do it working with a working with a personal relationship business like that i've always loved more because it's not technical but you know we've had people on this show in fact there was a guy who wrote a book about blue collar millionaire that was on the show and he talks about how you know blue collar work like this is some of the most highest paid work now because no one wants to do it it's not popular and so it pays really well i mean you look at what a, a person who yeah. picks up garbage gets now people work in the sewers people work in construction and trades i mean they're, they're getting paid extraordinarily well and for some reason this new generation is like well you don't want to well, work out there and sweat you know but good for them man they're getting paid like you know i i think there's some people you know making like 40 70 bucks an hour you know and yeah i don't know the kids are like going go to work for mcdonald's yeah. for you know 10 20 or whatever they're actually getting paid pretty well now i think but yeah it's, it's a business that it isn't yeah. going to go anywhere i mean you, you talk about ai and robotics and all these crazy things you know until they make a robot that goes around and picks up trash which i don't think they're going to it doesn't seem like there's any money in that for people who make robots. You know, it sounds like a good little business. And the other thing I should mention about your business that I think is great is I love contract businesses. Having having a business like this that no one wants to do, that isn't popular, there's not a lot of competitors, and having a contract where you just do business with people year in and year out. And because you're invisible and stuff, they really don't think about you much. You know, they get the invoice, they pay it. You do your job, you know, as long as you're consistent with it, the years go by, man, and people just pay the bills and they're like, I don't know, that one guy just cleans a lot and it's done and we're fine. 
and that it's just it's just it was a great business for all the years we had our our business that was in the same sort of nighttime you know after hours format you didn't have to deal with anybody you didn't have to say hello to anybody <laughs> so there you go what about do you ever have security issues in different cities yeah you know, no i mean there you know most of these properties now do have security patrols that oh, you know right. run through the properties a, a few times a night so, so we might see them and you know just a quick you know a little friendly conversation or whatever but yeah i mean typically when we provide the work you know everyone's home sleeping you know you know it's not it's not too busy and then you know if somebody should come up to you and ask you if you know if you could spare a buck you know they want to they want to buy a coffee we just make sure we tell all of our people and i i just tell people i'm sorry i don't carry cash and then you know they buy that they leave you alone because the worst thing you can do is pull out your wallet open it up and that's probably what they're looking for they're looking for the opportunity to grab your wallet and 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 take off yeah yeah and so like you said earlier we know we're dressed you know, we're not dressed in a suit or anything. We're wearing work clothing, so we don't, you know, oftentimes don't look much better than the, the people that are asking us for, for coffee money. <laughs> yeah, you're leaving the Ferrari and the Rolex at home. Yeah, that's a smart idea. But no, these, these businesses get paid yeah. really well, and and you provide a service, and a no-brainer. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of have this vision that somebody at like in L.A. or something should come up with... Uh, a way to make this help people get off the street, help them get money. You know, people want to make money. They want to make, they want to have some dignity. And where you can get paid so well for this, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's really amazing to me how many people don't understand that blue-collar businesses are still, are some of those highest-paid things. In fact, right now, we've got so many people that are retiring that are high tradesmen, yeah. high knowledgeable, high experienced. They're retiring, and most of the new people replacing them are not are beginners or novices. And uh, you know, people don't realize that you know these they're just getting paid more. You look at what UPS workers are getting paid now. I mean, the, they just had the union with the thing. Have you have you reached a point with your your model or your business where you've got employees working for you and you've expanded, or are you still doing it yourself? That's how we built it into a six-figure business. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I started as a side hustle part-time. I, I grew it into a simple one-man operation, which I enjoyed enjoy doing for about four years. But then, you know, my customers wanted more of me at more of their properties. <laughs> so then I just brought in some subcontractors to, to help me with the cleaning. So, mm-hmm. you know, so now, you know, we built the business up to anywhere from six fifty dollars to $700,000 a year. Uh, in in revenues, just doing you know cleaning up litter from parking lots. We don't offer any other services. Not we're not a landscaper. We don't do snow removal. We're not, you know, we're not a janitorial company. I'm, like I often tell people, it's it's with, with us. It's better to be seen as the expert in your field of operations than try to be a, a jack of all trades and wind up a, a master of none. There you go. And the other beautiful part about this is there's no inventory. That's one of the biggest problems you have with most companies. If you're selling something, you know, that you're just selling sweat equity at this point. You can generate that. You're, you, you, it's not, it doesn't require, like, one of my first company, I'd worked for years as a kid with my dad doing stucco. So I knew how to do the trials. I knew how to mix the cement. I knew every aspect of the business. I didn't want to know because I was a kid, but, you know. I live in the age where your mom's like, take those kids and do something with this summer because I don't, I don't want to deal with them. You know, it was the latchkey kid era, where you didn't you didn't come home until like streetlights came on, and so yeah, <laughs> I I learned that trade. And so story in my book of when I worked at McDonald's in my teens, 
I I uh, got fired. I my dad said, "What are you going to do now? Because you can't sit around the house work for free." This is a different age. They live for free. And I said, I don't know. He says, why don't you go do my old stucco business? You know, I shut it down a few years ago, but, you know, all the tools are out in the shed. And I think there's still an account of the builder's thing. And, and you can just, you know, you know how to do everything. The only thing you got to do is go get new customers because you don't have any. And so I was like, okay, great. And that's how I started my first business. But I, I did know the trade and I did know the work and I did know how to do this stuff in your business. You know, this isn't a high skill thing that you have to do. You don't have to go to college for four years to figure out how to pick up litter. That's for sure. You know, and the the way I, the reason or how I got started as a kid growing up, I often would go with my dad who was a janitor and he didn't make a lot of money. So he supplemented the income by, you know, cutting grass in the summer, shoveling snow in the winter. And, and he would clean up litter from a nearby shopping plaza. And when I got a bit older and I was probably 12, 13, 14, he took me along with him a couple of times. And, and I thought, wow, this is easy. You know, I mean, we would just walk the property, clean up the litter with our, our tools. So, you know, no bending, stooping, sweeping, or handling the stuff. And we were, we were in and out of there in just a matter of minutes. And I thought, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and then when I, when I was 21 and working a you know, dead-end job at a sporting goods store, uh, that memory popped into my head, my head, and I thought, why, why can't I do that? Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, at the time, and this is back in 1981, my, my dad had passed away unexpectedly mm. at the age of 61. So just as I was starting up with this idea, he wasn't around anymore to, to give me any help or tips, but I still had that memory. And I thought, you know, if he could do it, you know, he was an immigrant, Polish immigrant, you know, his language skills weren't that great. I mean, I can do this too. You just, you know, the one example he showed me and my brothers was, you know, how, how hard work would pay off. And so, Definitely. yeah, you know, here we go. 40 years later, 40 plus years later, you know, I took his idea and I turned it into something that, you know, I think a lot of people would be interested in, in doing just, just as much as I've enjoyed it for the past 40 years. There you go, and and plus you're you're out in the weather, so you're 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 sucking down some clean air. You know you're not in some polluted, <laughs> poor filtrated office building. You're not dealing with office lights. I mean, you're not dealing with other people in the office. You know, you don't have to smell the guy who brings in the fish and puts it in the microwave. Yeah. So there you go. And you know, or the woman who wears too much perfume. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Or guys, I've seen both. Yeah, we yeah. used to run a we used to run a, a big facility for Cincinnati Bell of telemarkers, like eight hundred telemarkers a day. And yeah, that one we had to you had to ban we had to ban like perfumes. We're like you can't you can't be wearing like if you're if you're piling that stuff on we we got to send you home because you're just you're just gonna kill everybody in the office. So we had a and I think at one point with one of our companies we had to ban perfumes in general. We had somebody who was hyper sensitive to it but yeah yeah you, so you can walk around you don't have your boss hovering over you micromanaging you i mean this sounds like a great business maybe i should i might quit my job and go do it tomorrow if, you, if i'm out collecting trash people not doing the <laughs> podcast anymore you know what happened um, you know what like <laughs> there there's some actually some bonuses it, you know it doesn't happen every day but you know, sometimes the pizza place is just closing up shop and, you know, what, what do they do with leftover pizzas? So they offer it to their delivery oh. drivers or, you know, if they don't want it, if you happen to be there, you know, Hey, you know, Brian, you want to, you know, cause I get to know some of these guys cause they're open late hours. So Brian, you know, yeah. uh, you want a pizza to take home? So why not? And then it's amazing how 
careless some people are with their with their money. You know, we find money in parking lots. And I think Do it's because really? people put, they stuff their, their pockets with the bills, you know, 10, 20s, yeah, yeah. 50s, whatever. And then they yeah. put their car keys. Yeah. And then they, when they pull the keys out, out come the, the bills and it's in the parking lot. And sometimes I'm wondering, I'm walking and I'm looking straight ahead. What is that? And then I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. Nobody else has noticed this. You know, I'm the first one to arrive at the scene and I'm starting well, yeah. to, you know, pick up the, the bills. Like I say, it doesn't happen every day, but the most I've ever found, and it, I, this goes back 20 years, the most I've ever found was a, a roll of bills and it was pretty muddy. We were wrapped in an elastic band. I took it home, dried it out, uh, and then I, I started peeling the bills off. It was over 600 bucks. Holy crap. 600 That's bucks. Pretty, so I'm quitting my job. That was I'm my best payday for pizza, doing nothing other than free, showing up. <laughs> free pizza and and that, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm going to do that. Screw this. The free, just the free pizza alone has my stomach rumbling right now. Uh, so there you go. Give us your final thoughts as we go out. Tell people how they can. You can't be too. You can't can be. You can't be too picky. That's true. I mean, uh, I mean, free pizza is free pizza. Yeah. You know, you can't be picky if it's Domino's or Papa John's or whatever. It's just it's free pizza. Free pizza. Well, it's got pepperoni so, on it. But but you know, if people want to learn more, I suggest that. <laughs> It, just go to my website, cleanlots.com, and uh, there's a free report if you want to download it. Uh, more information, is this the right opportunity for you? And there's also a, a three-minute video that shows me walking a property, cleaning it. And so you mm. get the idea of uh, you know what work is involved and what tools I'm using. And um, so, yeah, that's the best place to start, I tell people. It's just cleanlots.com. There you go, cleanlots.com. I love it. This sounds like a... I wish some city would pick this up as a way to fix a homeless situation or something or people that need money because it sounds like, you know, you can have an army doing this and then you can get people off the streets too. So there you go. Thank you very much, Brian, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Had a great time, Chris. Thank you. And thanks for joining us uh, as well. Go to goodreads.com, Chris LinkedIn.com, Chris Foss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter, the LinkedIn uh, group of 130,000 people over there. Go to Chris Foss one on TikTok and ChrisFossFacebook.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.